Well, what up? This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to our monthly book club. Welcome our author, the strong and powerful Stefan Falk. Stefan, are you ready to do this? Yes, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Stefan is internationally recognized executive coach and human performance expert for top business executives, special operators, and elite athletes. His newest book is Intrinsic Motivation, Learn to Love Your Work and Succeed as Never Before. Stefan, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and what motivated you to write the book. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, so uh, I'm actually born and raised in Sweden, uh, but I moved here to the US about 10 years ago. Um, I live in New York with my beautiful, fantastic wife, Regina. I have a son, Ramses, that's 24. And um, when I wrote the book, I asked him, so what do you think I should write about myself? Because I have to say something about myself. And then he looked at me, he was quiet a while, and then he said, well, I think you need to be honest. And I said, well, you know, that's my plan. Uh, so what should I say? Well, then I think you should say that you're crazy because that's <laughs> what you are. And I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, well, you're the only person in the universe that can't be bored. And that's actually true. And I think that that is probably one of my greatest assets and something that I also try to teach my clients, you know, that the virtue of defying boredom. Um, I'm also a recruiter's worst nightmare because I've been all over the place because my life has all been about learning. That's that's sort of what really excites me. So I've been a professional musician. I play four instruments. I've made uh, records before. Um, I've been a creative director for a fashion magazine. You can't believe that now. Um, I also have worked as a McKinsey consultant for a few years. Super exciting. And then I spent 12, 13 years as an executive, specialized in doing large-scale turnarounds. And now for the past 10 years, I work as an executive coach. And I would say that my work as an executive coach uh, is helping my clients to achieve things that they didn't think they were capable of. And I think that's a little bit part of the reason why I want to share some of the methods that has been sort of highly effective for most of my clients you know, over the years. And that's in the book. I love it. And then, and then don't forget, I'm crazy. So you have to be prepared for that. Okay. Right. I was. <laughs> I wrote down son called crazy. Be careful. <laughs> Do you think that, 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 that you're wired different than other people? Or are we all capable of picking up something new and, and excelling at it? I, I f I'm I'm not wired. Of course, I I think I am wired differently, but it's not because of any intrinsic talent. It's because how I lived my life. Because um, I think one of the key things that I I do with my clients is that I teach them about the brain or the mind and how that actually functions. And 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 part of that is then to push my clients because everything is based on what they want to achieve it always starts with the if i work with an executive it's always always the business goals uh, and then within the business goals they need to stretch themselves learn new things you know change their mindset and so forth and and part of it is helping them you know to really push themselves in areas where the untrained mind is pretty poor in terms of dealing with it, which is dealing with boredom, dealing with things that we think are uncomfortable, that gives us discomfort, 
any type of pressure and stress, we try to run away from <clears throat> psychological pain, which is actually a beautiful thing. It's a sign of that you're actually in a growth moment. We're also pretty bad in dealing with difficult people, something that is super important for us because the world is filled with difficult people. And, you know, solving problems, you know, if you look at the mind, we have, we are infested with, I, mean, I don't know how many cognitive biases we have, you know, when we process information. So that's actually, you need to learn how to solve a problem in a logical way and so forth. So um, I, I truly believe that the brain is, you can view it as a tennis player uh, and, and your tennis player becomes good at you know, what it practices on and how it practices. That's basically it. If you're a person that um, think negative thoughts about your work and you do that repeatedly, your brain becomes really good at that and only sees all the bad things would work. If you train to think positive thoughts about your work, what really excites you and so forth, your brain will become good in identifying these things. That's simply how it works. It's not more complex than that. And I think in, in my, if I look at myself, what really started my wiring was, um, I think I spent a lot of time alone when I was a kid because I was overweight and I was not that very popular among other kids. And then I also had a father that was uh, a little bit too harsh, I think. You know, his, his idea of parenting was like just basically, you know, spanking me whenever he thought I did something bad, which... I think he thought that I did all the time. So I spent a lot of time in my room alone. Now, the, the beauty of being alone, I think, when you're a kid, is that you have to stimulate yourself to find something to do that excites you. And that builds your ability to fantasize. You know, I need to fantasize about what, what should I do? Why would that be fun? And so forth. And you, you build a very strong inner world. And, and that inner world, the stronger it is, the more you can actually decide how you think about the outer world, okay? You get alternatives. Um, and I find that most people, they, they don't fantasize. They don't dream. And the beauty with fantasizing is that in the, fan in, in the world of fantasies, you could always make what you fantasize about happening, okay? So if you fantasize about, I want to be the most admired leader in this company, and you do that over and over again, and, and, and all the time in your dream or in fantasy, it happens. It builds some kind of will, uh, some kind of need to actually try this out in the real world, because after some time, fantasizing will not be enough. I think that that's really powerful. And it sounds like I, Sounds like it's kind of a superpower that 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 we have that most of us don't use. Yeah, and we, we all have it in in us. Okay, this 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 experience of you know being in the moment, being present, and that's what I talk about in the book. You know, in the moments of intrinsic motivation, because intrinsic motivation is when you engage in an activity. Uh, for the experience, the activity gives you. It makes you feel alive. And when that experience, when you have that experience, you are challenged in a good way. And when we are challenged, we develop our skills and we learn something new. And that is something that the experience, that the fulfilling experience 
that's our brain's way of rewarding us for that, that we actually are pushing ourselves. Because if you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint, developing ourselves and learning new things have been a key survival strategy. If we would not have done that, we would not have been here. Okay? So so it, it is in our, I would say, in our DNA, this willingness and need to develop. The complication is that the stronger force in us is our laziness. Because the, the most um, the most important survival strategy has been to always have a surplus of energy. Given the fact that evolutionary, we have not known when we're going to eat the next time, when we have to fight the next time, you know, fix shelter and all these things. So it's always smart to have a surplus of energy. So this force we have in us to learn new things, that's pretty weak. That needs to be cultivated. And that's an, that's something you actively have to do with your brain. That's really powerful. The fulfillment is our brain's way of rewarding us for pushing our abilities for learning new information mm. and fascinating as we all have worked hard at something and then had mm. that sense of fulfillment. So mm. that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, um, so, so in the book, I say, you know, learn to love your work. And I think the word love could be a little bit confusing for people because they, they might have a very one-dimensional view of what that is. Because this moment of development, uh, what makes it so magnificent is that it's almost like we experience all emotions at the same time. Because it's a stretch, we are aiming to something that is a little bit outside our comfort zone. Obviously, there is a sliver of anxiety in it where you're like, mm, am I really going to pull it off? Okay, but that fear is not too big because if it's too big, you know, then it derails us. But, but it's a sliver. Okay, mm, will I pull this off? Okay, that, that type of anxiety sharpens our senses. Anxiety is, is, the, is totally important for learning. Uh, so we have that because it sharpens our senses. But it's also a feeling of excitement that we actually are breaking new ground in, in some little way. Um, you know, I'm tweaking this way I'm doing it. It's going to be exciting to see how that actually comes out. And then, of course, it's a feeling of accomplishment, you know, that we are involved in dedicated effort. And, and this happens sort of naturally in us. That makes a lot of sense, too, that the excitement because we are learning new things we're, we're 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 taking in new information there's 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 growth that's happening can you tell me a little bit more about the 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 confusion with 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 love and work or or just our confusion with the word love no but we we might we might we might associate that that you know um, this this experience of intrinsic motivation is just like oh this is so wonderful this is so fantastic and no it 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 has sort of that's what I'm saying it has all emotions in it when I'm when I'm in these moments which I am like several times a day it is it is it has a bit of pain in it because you're stretching yourself we should remember that that one of the signals that we are in the learning moment is actually the brain that you know feels a little bit of a pain because it's pushed to work you know it's pushed to work and that draws energy we should think about this that when we actively think 
that draws more energy than physical exercise. If you look at when you run a marathon, you, the average person burns about 2,500 calories. Uh, a professional chess player playing a day of, uh, in a tournament can burn as much as 6,000 calories and lose two pounds. Wow. So when we're pushing ourselves, it, it would, is it also fair to say that that when somebody says, or when, when, when I say something like, you have to work hard to get what you want, that it's going to be similar, similarly confusing, say that you're really going to love your work because people are turned off by the, the idea of hard work sometimes? Well, I, I think that, yeah, maybe people are turned off by it. Um, I have the opposite experience, you know, with the people I met, and I met a few thousand people, that, that when they're involved in hard work, uh, most of them actually enjoy it. My, maybe not while in it, but after, because it gives them a sense of accomplishment. I've actually done something. Now, and, and that, that's, a, that's an important thing. You know, working really hard and not sensing that you have made any accomplishment, okay, I think it's detrimental. I think that's one of the reasons for burnout, for instance. You know, mm -hmm. people are, I'm spending, all, I'm spending all this time on something, but I don't actually see the result of it. And if I don't see the result of it, it's very hard for me to deliver on another psychological need, which is purpose. You know? uh, because remember, evolutionary, when we have spent our energy to learn and to develop, it has always been in areas that has been important for us and more, more importantly, for our immediate survival, okay? And it has been on things that we can see the result. For instance, when we hunt, okay? Either we are successful or not. And if we are not successful, we can learn something from it, okay? What we should do differently. So when somebody picks up a copy of Intrinsic Motivation, what are you hoping that they're gonna get out of it? Well, um, I think they hope, uh, my hope is that they, they really understand that it's, it's fundamentally up to them. Um, what they want to achieve in life. That, that's number one. Um, and number two, also understand that it, it is extremely important how they choose to develop their brain. So the brain becomes something that actually serves them well. And that, that actually requires some refinement of, how, how it's, of its basic configuration. And then uh, I think the very practical hope I have is that they actually use the methods because they actually work. They work. And there are, like I think, more than 30 methods in it that has been tested in extremely uh, you know, demanding environments. So, And if you test something in a, in a very demanding environment, it has to be very easy to understand and implement, which also means that it works in all environments. So that's my hope. I hope this becomes a practical handbook for people. I love it. Certainly, uh, we spend a lot of time training our bodies and stuff like that or learning new skills, but not a lot of time actually training how our brains work. So I think that that's great. Yeah, I mean, we in, in a way, we train our brain every day. Um, it's just that 
uh, we might train the brain the wrong way. Mm. We, you know, we allow, it's it's very interesting. Um, it, it, it's very interesting. You know, when I go through this process now, which has been extremely, you know, stressful, a lot of pressure on me, uh, and I, I have a pretty well-trained brain, uh, but still, you know, I still have the primitive parts of it, which is, you know, the fear center, it's the reward system that is a sucker for easy rewards and all these things take the easy way out. Uh, and when I'm under this immense pressure uh, to do stuff, you know, six client sessions and I need to write an article and then I have the podcast and so forth. Of course, you know, my brain then, and that's not me, starts to come up with all these excuses. Oh, Stefan, why do you do this? You know, uh, you don't have any ambition to be an author, you know, as a full-time author. I mean, you're an executive coach. That's that's your love. That's what really rewards you. That's what you think is meaningful. Why why do you do this? I probably get a hundred excuses every day, but but I know that that is not me. That is my brain, the primitive part of it. It's almost like I I I, I view it as okay. Now I'm going to sit down here and I'm going to. Watch, watch something on television. I'm going to watch my primitive brain, you know, trying to derail me with a lot of thoughts. So, um, you know, that's how it works. And, and But the problem is that most people that don't understand this, they take these thoughts as their thoughts and hence they need to act on them or they need to accept them. No, you don't have to do that. You can think in an alternative way. I love that. <clears throat> just because your brain is feeding you stuff doesn't mean that it's really your thoughts. It's just the conditioning. It's 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 wiring from <clears throat> hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. No, but I have it's I have a brain that that actually serves me well. I I um for the first time in my life, um I decided to take a driver's license. I never had that. And this is like maybe six months ago. Uh, uh, because we, we had a conversation, me and Regina, that, uh, you know, we want to go places and it's not fair that she, you know, drives all the time. Okay, I'm going to do it. Um, I did it, you know, fairly fast. I think I took like 15 lessons or something and uh, got, got the license. And then, uh, but I, f- I felt that I, I had this super anxiety of getting out on on highways you know changing lanes in fast speed and all these things and, and that really made me not feel feel well um so regina went to los angeles to meet uh, with her daughter she goes to college there and i i thought that it was like i think uh, a friday that oh i'm gonna rent the car in the weekend and then i'm gonna you know practice driving i'm gonna practice this like highway driving and all these things a good idea i rent the car and the second after I rent the car, my brain starts, uh, well, you know, that's going to be super painful. You know, that's, you know, think about it. You know, you're going to spend the weekend, you know, in, in complete anxiety. Why do you do that? You worked so hard. Why don't you just like wedge out, relax a little bit, you know, take a walk in Central Park, you know, hang out, do these things, you know, also feel it. You're pretty tired being tired having the anxiety, <laughs> driving. It's not the combina- good combination. So obviously, you know, Friday night, my sleep was not the best. You know, I was very anxious. I woke up Saturday morning. My brain is like, just feel it now, Stefan. You're so tired. 
Why should you do this? Let the car be in the garage. That's it. No, you know, why do you push yourself? But then my brain is like, on the other hand, if you don't take on this challenge now and go out and practice and try to get your head around, you know, actually how to do this in a way that makes you feel more comfortable. That means that you're going to have this anxiety every time you rent the car with your wife and go out and drive. Do you want to have a life like that? No, of course not. I took the car and I drove two days and now, you know, whatever. So do you understand? It's, 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 it's about developing a brain that at the end of the day, you know, saves you and pushes you into the right path. Well, I love it. Thank you for sharing that story. That's really a helpful way to, uh, to, to illustrate it. So, and, and congratulations to you on, on, on getting the driver's license. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy it actually. That's yeah. Driving, driving's great. Yeah. I was, you were driving in, in Costa Rica after, after Christmas. And that was, uh, that was a special experience. I had to cross a river with a very small car. That was very, very scary. But, but anyway, you know, I'm here, so um, it went well. Yeah, you learn how to drive in New York City, so that's 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 no small feat. And then you're driving across rivers in Costa Rica, so <laughs> nothing. Uh, no uh, baby steps for you, sir. Just, 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 just right in there. Most <laughs> fun. No, but, it, it's, but George, isn't it like this that? You know, we are born incomplete and we know that we will pass incomplete. And I think a good purpose in life is let's try to, you know, grow a little bit. So when I pass, at least I'm a little bit less incomplete. Okay. And, and that you have a life where, you know, every day is memorable. I mean, it's a gift we have gotten this life. It's, it's not, it's not a burden. It's something that, you know, it, I just think it's magnificent. Life is magnificent, you know, isn't it? A hundred percent. If we're born incomplete, does that mean it's possible to be complete? Never. Never. I mean, I've been in, in this space, uh, in the people space for, it's going to be 30 years. And I've been... Uh, a student of neuroscience, behavior science, you know, whatnot. I've been to the FBI's behavior science unit with the criminal profilers, learned from them. You know, I've been all over the place. I've been in, in many more places than most of my peers, I would say. Uh, and, and I learn things every day, every day. There, there's no end to it. But that's also what makes it exciting. Not in the beginning, perhaps. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons why we, we feel bored. This I learned from my mentor, Shiksa Mihai, that most stuff that we meet uh, that are new to us, that we, that we know very little about, uh, don't naturally spark our interest. We need to learn a little bit more about them to, to gain some kind of in, initial sense of mastery and to feel the excitement of it, you know. Um, and, um, but when, you're, when you start to come into that zone a little bit, then you start to see the world, the inner world of whatever it's you, you're trying to, you know, to learn about, and that becomes exciting. Love it. Well, Stefan, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? And where can they get a copy of Intrinsic Motivation? Learn to love your work and succeed as never before. 
They can learn more about me on my website, which is learntoloveyourwork.com. Learntoloveyourworkinoneword.com. And there they also have information about, about the book. And the book they can find in you know bookstores and, and all the online stuff like Amazon or, or whatever. Excellent. And it's, I think, published on February 7th, yeah. Great. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Stefan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to learntoloveyourwork.com and check out everything that Stefan's working on. Pick up your copy of Intrinsic Motivation, Learn to Love Your Work and Succeed as Never Before, wherever you buy your books. <laughs> Certainly link all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Stefan. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.